0: again,
1: again. <laughs> good play by Gemlin and again 3-1 a... James McBannon scores for Scotland France are stunned and Scotland lead in Paris
2: Hello
3: and welcome to this special live stream. I'm Gavin Miller, host of the Pure Football podcast, and tonight I'm joined by my regular co host Owen Brown and the Falkirk co managers David McCracken and just Lee. Um, <laughs> 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 <Aye>. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lee Miller, the Falkirk uh, co managers. Uh, Lee, David, how are you both doing tonight? Yeah, all good
0: thanks. Good, day, Good, day. Thanks for having us on.
3: Thank you for taking your time to to come on and speak to us. So tonight, I think we we said we'd speak about a few different things. We'd speak about both of you as individuals, the lockdown impact, a bit about your tactical style, maybe some some transfer stuff as well. Nothing too heavy. Um, and for those of you that have joined in the chat, please feel free to to ask Lee or David any questions as we go along. Um, so I guess that let's go to the start then, really, for for both yourselves. How did the opportunity come about? Obviously, we know that a manager left, so that's how the opportunity came. But talk to us a bit about how that conversation went and what was your feelings when you were approached? Did you did you know from the start that you both wanted to do it together?
4: That's <coughs> a funny story. Like a week, maybe two weeks before it cracks, we had yeah, we had up for a coffee, a message cracks, say, Listen, let's meet up for a coffee, get a wee chat, bounce ideas off. Business ideas, we used to talk about it all the time, just silly business ventures, just see how we are doing, because I hadn't seen them for ages, Actually, you could go for a coffee together, um, <laughs> get it together. <laughs> when it was back, normal times, but um, no, we just met up and it always comes up in conversation, um, how Falkirk are doing, see so if the manager did go, would you fancy going for it, and we always speak about it and say "I definitely, um, mm-hmm. and different players come up and you think, you change that, you maybe do this, maybe do that, and it just so happens a week, two weeks later, that it I, I got a, a heads up that it might have happened and a couple of bad results leading up to that. Um, and it just, it just it, it went like a, a, a speed and train to be honest. Um, right. It just, just happened like that
0: and everything kind of fell into place. And it was just just meant to be, I think. I love right. it. You know, it, did, it did happen very quickly. You know what I mean? And it's just weird that we were, we were actually always having that conversation and. Um, as lee says once once that question was asked or you know once you were approached then it was like you know absolutely you know why would you not we knew it was a difficult situation we um but with confidence and belief in ourselves you know to go in there and make a change we know know each other well enough and understand each other well enough that we could go in there and make an impact you know and, and everything on the other side where we know the club we know what the clubs about we know what the fans are about you know the expectations um, you know, and we'd watched over the the kind of past couple of years before that, and how the club had kind of slowly deteriorated. And we were there at the start of that. You know, we were yeah. part of the part of that process of change. Where you know, I was in, I was starting at the club, um, running the gym, and Lee was still up there. You know, but two of yeah. us, were, you know, two of us were taking out the picture, so to speak. Um, but you know that that's football. You know that that situation. Happened, but at the same time, you know, you learn from all that as well, and I think that's that's done as well. going back into the job as well, so it's been it's been good. Yeah. How
3: did you feel going into your your first sort of conversation with the the trade? or sorry, with the the guys in the in the you know the dressing room and the training sessions. How did you feel going into the very first one? Was it was you, were you nervous? Were you concerned? Were you were you ready for it? Yeah, yeah ner- nervous energy
4: is good, isn't it? Um, I, but it was, yeah. I'm trying to think back to. Actual first one that it, it, it was. It was nervous, and we spoke about it. I mean, can I say, listen, just touch base so with a quick one, and we'll get them out in the, the training pitch. But no, mm-hmm. we we just basically explained to them our vision uh, for the club. The thing is, we're, we're an SPFL club. We should be, in, everything's geared towards that. But first and foremost, we're playing in League One. We need to get out of League One, so it's not about looking too far ahead. Yeah, we said. Uh, long term goals but short term goal is to win every game and try and get out of this league so it was just basically getting about. I I, I had watched games before leading up to when we get the job and it was just a case of got a good squad or just running low in confidence and it was a it was a a real lack of belief within Mm -hmm. the squad Um, strikers weren't really believing they were going to score weren't going to believe we're going to keep clean sheets so it was just to get that competitive side back into training and work with them and actually
0: just getting an arm around them and Aye. making sure they know they're good players because they are good players. Aye. Aye, you're right. And the, I found that it, it was very much, although we spoke about you know, what we were going to do and stuff we made sure that it wasn't about us. You know, it was about the players. It was about the ones that were already there. They, they went through the tough time. We hadn't, you know what I mean? So we were coming in with a, a different angle um, which, which obviously helps. Um, but at the same time, you know, there'll be the differences throughout that squad. There'll be ones who are worried for their place, once who are, you know, it's an opportunity for them to get back in, it's a fresh start. Um there's ones who are playing really well or feel they're playing well. But, you know, is that going to be affected by new managers coming in? But, you know, as Lee said, the the biggest thing for them is installing that belief in, you know, making them understand that they were at a great club, you know, they've got a great opportunity to to do stuff, you know, in terms of winning leagues or, you know, creating opportunities to, to give us all that chance of winning it. So the, the belief thing for me is is massive, you know what I mean? That's what that's what we kind of we focused on early goals for it.
4: Yeah, and I think a, mass, a massive thing we, we wanted to get across to players, it's, it's not just 11 that we pick on a Saturday, right. it's the whole squad. To win a league, you need a squad. You look mm. at Steven Gerrard and now, you look at the depth of his squad and the quality he's got within his squad. That's what you need. You need everybody, everybody buying into it. You need to know your place within the team. <clears You're> not, you <throat> might not play every game, but you need to be able to affect it whether you're coming off the bench, whether you're starting the game, it's important everybody knows their role and everybody buys into it at the same time, which is, it can be difficult, but we were lucky enough that the squad bought into it, really backed us and their attitudes were first class to everything we put forward to them. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think that, that's really interesting to, to hear. I, I guess, sticking with both yourselves just now in this journey, what's been the sort of biggest learning curves from you going, so Lee, obviously you're still you're still playing, uh, but David, how, how's, <laughs> how have you found that transition? What's been the biggest learning curves and what's been maybe the biggest challenges that have, have came with that?
4: Um, We're well, speaking about it the other day, actually. That thinking back to where it all began, uh, Lernithko Rose in the Cup, on TV, we'd only, I don't know, we'd only had a couple of training sessions cracks leading up to
0: it. Like two, 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 much, yeah, the most.
4: When the most. When you look back at it, we're probably naive. We change, we change the shape, massive thing to do when you first get in. Change it to a three-five-two. would always been playing a, a kind of four-four-two or four-three-three, three, but we changed it to a three-five-two, and the boys adapted and played extremely well. Albeit we're one nil up, which is great. They go and score a goal, and you think, oh no, <laughs>
0: surely,
4: surely, surely not? But then, yeah. no, the character the boys coming back and uh, winning that game comfortably. It was then that just um, was a springboard to go from there. But probably looking back at it, were we prepared enough getting into it? Probably not, not to the extent we're prepared now. We, every every, uh, stone is is uncovered. And it's it's a case of we're very well prepared for games now. Whereas, yeah, we thought we were prepared, but if we could take that game on again, so
0: we're doing aye. much more, if that makes sense. Aye, aye. And it comes with, similar to a playing career, you know, when you start out yeah. you're playing, you know, as a player, you look at things and you just do things, you know, that you think should be done, so to speak. And you probably miss a lot of things. You don't notice too many, you know, things that are going on. And that's probably, we were like, you know, we'll get in there and focus on the game, the shape, you know, is it something we need to change? Do we need to make a drastic change? Um, and I'd obviously had a bit of experience through coaching ahead um for the year before and, and you know, the first half of that season as well. But at the same time, you know, I just kinda implemented some of the things I'd learnt then and obviously and then Lee brought to the table as well things that he's he's done through his coaching career as well. And but you know, as Lee says, we're in a completely different place now to where we were. Yeah. You know, if anybody said, Right, your first managerial career, you're gonna go in and then you're gonna go through Two lockdowns. What's a lockdown? <laughs> you know, you're gonna to need to, you know, the league's gonna get stopped or this shit. You know, you just like could have been like that's it's never gonna happen, but it's uh, it's coaching causes in good stead. <laughs> no, in no, years, no, no, but it's you know, it will definitely do is benefits, you know, in the years to come. Now, you know, you know we, we look at different things and you don't take things for granted too much, just in terms of <clears throat> training, you know, we say that to the players, you know, understand the fact that remember when those months where you were sitting in the house, you couldn't train, you couldn't do anything, you couldn't come in here, and then we got a wee bit and it we started introducing, you know, we were into individual sessions, and then we get smaller group sessions, and then we finally get back to training, you know, and it takes them back a wee bit, and then you start to start to understand and realise, you know, what an opportunity we've got here, but now we're having to go through all that again. You know, and back there, and, and make them realise when we do get back, you know, what an opportunity we've got.
3: Yeah, I guess that's what. So someone said here on the one of the early comments is up to the SPFL. That's obviously the the long term objective. Um, and as you mentioned, Lee, it's about you know dealing with the first stage of getting out of League One. And and as you know, you've both said the the I guess the issues of the two lockdowns and, you know, the league being ended. Um, whether that's right or wrong, we won't get into that. That's a, a debate that's already happened a million times over. Um, right. But what what I guess we, we want to know a little bit more about you as, as individuals. So so what does a normal week look like for you, you know, pre-lockdown? What does it look like in terms of, you know, how do you decide who owns what task and, and how do you play to each other's strengths?
4: Yeah, well, that's interesting because... <laughs> We never really, we spoke about this again, we never really said, right, Cracks, you do this, I'll do that. We'll do it. it just cannot, and it's cheesy to say, right, it just it just happens, it just works. It just works. We just yeah. work well together. We bounce off each other ideas, mm-hmm. different opinions. Yeah, we disagree. Of course you disagree. You question each other all the time. You need somebody to challenge you. You need somebody to challenge your views because your views is not always the right one. And it can be tweaked here and there, but uh, just we just seem to work, we seem to have our, our things that we're, we're
0: good at I think we know our offensive and weaknesses both of us mm-hmm. um, and I think it just, it just goes naturally because it, it you know the training week and you know, you're, you're talking about the content that goes into the training um, can change day to day You know, so it might be that Lee's working on something and I'll be like I'll not set up or I'll go and do this or you know Vice, Lee will go and set up or you know, I've got a uh, head of performance, mm-hmm. Graham Henderson, who does a lot as well, um, and a goalkeeper, go Jacko. So, you know, we're very much, it's not just about us. You know, yeah, yeah, we've got to make the kind of important decisions, but we're very much an open staff where we want their opinions. You know, we want their, aye, we want them to be able to express ourselves. If they see something that they know hasn't gone right or should maybe be tweaked or needs to be spoke about, then they should be in a place where they should be able to open up and, and tell us and it's happened. It's happened on a n- numerous occasions where we might be too focused on the actual session or the content we're trying to get out of it, and there's maybe an issue going on with a player somewhere else. Nothing major, but it's just something that's maybe been picked up, and you know that gets brought to us, and it's a case of we need that. You know we need that that openness around about the, the the staff, and and then that flows into the team as well. You know we are very open as as managers to take on. The, the views of the players. You know, we, we have we have a Monday morning meeting where it's an open floor. You know, we speak about the game, speak about the, the, the good parts, the bad parts, you know, because we want to see different people's views. you will see a certain part of the game standing at the side of the pitch, but you see a completely different game as a player. You know, boys who haven't been stripped and they're sitting in the stands or maybe injured, they see a different view of the game as well. So it's important for us to realise that, you know, there is possibly things there that we're not missing. Because um, we're far from think, the finished art article, you know what I mean? We've got loads. Help. Sorry do you on. think
2: having the co manager set up where it is, two of you, does that kind of um, get that open kind of feeling going more than maybe for an individual manager where people can see that you two kind of bounce ideas off each other and communicate a lot? Does that maybe yeah. help with that?
4: Yeah, I think it does. And Possibly. I think David and I have got different relationships with different players. Like He'll see yeah. more than Aval, but he's got a, sure. a sl- Different dynamics. Different angles. Um mm-hmm. I'll take the strikers away for instance, Attacking attack mm-hmm. midfielders, David will deal with the um the defenders, midfielders are just doing what they want. <laughs> what they want.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, it's it's no, there mm-hmm. is players that um the both of us have getting slightly different relationships with and we're mm-hmm. open and we want and we keep feeding into it, but we want them to ask questions because yeah. we're not perfect. We like to Mm be questioned. If we've not got the answer there, we'll go and get it, or we'll find a way to get it. Um, So, no, we've created a a really good, positive um, environment to ask questions, and you're always continually learning in that environment.
3: Yeah, I can see that we've got a couple of questions that have came in just now. So you've got one here from Dekki87. Hi, Dekki. So where does Henderson fit into your managing model currently? So I don't know if one of yous want to try and work around
0: that. I take it that Graham Henderson, I. So yeah. So Henderson Hendel's our head of performance. So he um, he obviously works on a lot of the strength and side, uh, a lot of the stuff in the gym. You know, preparation. Re, you know, working with, alongside uh, Rachel DeFizio on rehabilitation, players coming back in as well. Um, also working on the fitness side there. You know, he, he brings Graham's. You know, highly qualified for a, a sports scientist, so to speak, in terms of the coaching side. So he's got his uh, his B license, his A license, and stuff for that as well. So that helps us because when you tap into it. Might just be as simple as adding a passing drill in, or adding some sort of drill in. You know, at the end of the warm up, which gives us an extra bit of time during the session to focus on. You know, maybe a main part towards the team we're playing at the end of the week. Um, so as I say, you know. We we speak about the whole staff, you know. We love their contribution and what they add to it. But you know, we're fortunate to have him on board because he is. He does have such a high knowledge in the the strength conditioning side, but also he can tap into that that football side as well. Also, also as well, he's got a slightly different relationship with
4: individual players as well, and um, that he'll mm-hmm. speak to and he'll message, and he'll relay that information to us in a specific way. And um, he'll deal with the GPS stuff that we get day to day. Uh, no he's, he's very good and he's good to bounce ideas off of as well. Um mm-hmm. and I think he appreciates us giving us
0: giving him the kinda of platform to do that, to, to voice his I think. Aye, with that, you know, we, we want to empower our, our staff, you know, we want them, it's they're in a specific role. So, you know, if they're telling us something, whether it be the physical telling us something about an injured player, what's the point in us saying, All right, that's brilliant, but you know, we're not gonna listen to that. So we'll get them, just get them back on the pitch. <laughs> Well, there's no point having a fizzle, then you know what I mean. And then they just end up at, well, what's the point? What's you know, so we need to you know, empower them to give us information and, and trust them with that as well. Of course, you know, especially if it is an injured player you want back, then yeah, there's a lot of pressure put on, but at the same time, you know, there's no point is putting that pressure on if we know they're going to come back and then break down and then end up losing them for, for another two or three weeks. So, you know, it's very much about giving you know, them control of their, their role. Uh, listening to them as well when they when they do offer up stuff.
3: I think I said before before we went live that I wouldn't bring up anyone that you know was any saying anything difficult, <laughs> but uh oh, <laughs> <do you laughs> seen that Christian. I <laughs> yeah, did see that as soon
1: as you
2: started
0: getting <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is this so is that oh it's Big Tosh? <laughs> <Love> it.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, so Lewis Toshley mm-hmm. said Hendo's passengers, the worst ever, worse than his banter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> to be fair,
4: so no, <laughs> passengers, I think, are much better
0: than these banter. Aye, <laughs> <All right. laughs> right, it's very easy. doesn't need to be a hard passenger to be better than his banter, to be fair. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
3: Let's stick with the, some of the structure questions this now. So we've had one in here from uh, DJ Hamilton thirteen. And he says, "Have you had much chance to talk to our new director of football, Gary Holt, to plot a way forward?"
2: And I was wondering, maybe as a kind of uh, back into that, just what it was like day to day working in that kind of system with a, a director of football type. You know, how, how does it kind of work for you guys um, d- during the week?
4: Yeah. You've not been back in full-time yet we're part-time furlough so i had plenty of zoom calls uh, with gary and uh, myself and david have got a good relationship with him um, from past clubs past experiences but no it's, it's been great we've bounced loads of ideas off each other spoken with different players and spoke about how we're going to kind of work things going forward um which is exciting for the club and um, it's a massive step and gary brings that past experience into um, it he knows how to set up an academy for instance and down to, to Norwich and how to run that and how that it kind of looks um, and that's that's a big part of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to bring back it's not going to happen overnight it's going to be a, a long process but we've spoken about trying to get that in place as well um, which is massive for us but first and foremost he's going to help us going forward in terms of signs and what we could look for and um, different just tapping into his experiences formations everything right. and everything he just loves talking about football, and that's kind of what he's there
0: for doing. He's a kind of no. a
1: go-between for us, for the, for the directors
0: as well, for the, for the chairman. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's been good, to be fair. He's, he's very much, he's, he's quite similar to us, to be fair. And, you know, already he's been challenging us with a few things, you know, putting things to us. And we've already had disagreements about things, but it's an open conversation. It's like oh, he, doesn't, he doesn't, you know, agree. So you know, and everybody goes in a huff. It's just a case that you know, let's all open up our opinions because, you know, as we said, right back, back at the back of the said, you said, know, everybody's opinion's important, you know, and my opinion isn't always the right one. So I need to make sure I listen to yours and I listen to other people's to, to understand that. And it's definitely going to be a healthy relationship moving forward But that, you know, because it will challenge us, he will ask us questions, um, you know, and he's already said it's, it's not up to me for to then decide on that, it's it's the news but it's, he's in a position where he can offer that advice, so no, yeah. it's, it's, I thought it was a great move for the club, Brilliant.
3: Mm-hmm. I love that uh, it's really good insight that you're giving here guys, and there's another question in here from uh, AJ Reed 93 so, how have you kept the team mentally fit during these trying times especially when the restart of the league has been stutter on bi-weekly basis, I guess we were sort of speaking about this all, off air um, so I don't know if you guys want to sort of share a little bit insight into that challenge
4: yeah well obviously the boys are on furlough so we can't be we can't be asking to do anything yeah we've got programs made up they're voluntary for them to do um i think professional football in this day and age you keep yourself fit, personal pride when you're ready to start back you're at it you know but in terms of the mental side of it we've spoken about this quite a lot when it first happened we thought right we can't let this just slide and not speak to the boys and stuff so we have done i think we've done about three maybe four zoom calls we've had mm-hmm. it's hard to get the full group on and try and speak to everybody individually and try and get that changing room banter if anything but we've managed to get it in different groups um maybe once a week we've had it and um, but with a good one the other night actually um <laughs> where, <laughs> we asked we asked all the boys to send in their baby pictures of themselves <laughs> So, kids' pictures. So sure. made up a quiz, got it on. What
0: a laugh we had! I think Jack's now the biggest laugh to be honest. <laughs> oh, <I> mean, honestly, <laughs> see, look, <laughs> it was like on it so hard to decide who was who, and you know you're picking. You ended up, you know, boys were picking the same person three times throughout the quiz because they're just like, oh no, that's him, that's definitely him. Then <laughs> getting to the end of the going, what? No, you know me. I mean. Uh, so it was well, good. The yeah. staff were involved as well in yeah. that, you know. So um, it mixes things up, but. As Lee says, it's important, that mental side is massively important just now because everybody's finding it tough, you know, being stuck at home, you know, having to go and do a bit of training maybe in the morning or in the afternoon, wherever you choose to do it. But then what else do you do, day You know, and there is just, you know, we talk very much, not just about the player, but the person in the middle. You know, we're, we're really interested in the person. What type of person are they? Um, you know, what type of people do we have in our squad? So we need to be conscious of, you know, the ones that, that might naturally go and you know have a structure to their day, they might go and do a certain couple of things and, and it takes up part of their day, whereas there's other ones who will just do things as it comes but sometimes that can be worse because some days they're doing absolutely nothing you know what I mean, and and, and that can affect them because they, they then maybe get in a wee bit of a slump and think you know, and get a wee bit down and, and things like that, and obviously there's a big aspect on mental health just now, so you know, we try as much as possible to keep on top of that, but it, but it is, it's, it's tough.
2: I like the idea of the um the baby photo quiz. I'm, I'm wondering whether Connor Salmon <laughs> has ever had hair, even as a <laughs> <laughs> in five year old picture. Go <laughs> <laughs> there's
3: a couple other questions that I wanted to get to. I think are quite interesting here. So there's one from uh, Coys Chris. So how are your sessions structured? depending on where you are in your training week, what kind of exercises do you put on? So I'm guessing that's from quite a specific coaching angle, but if, if either of you are able to, to touch on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, for instance, you know, we spoke about the Monday. So the Monday is very much, you know, in the morning we have the meeting, you know, try and take specific parts of the game. You know, we'll get the players to try and watch the, watch the game from the Saturday, you know, whether it be on the Sunday, um, to go through the game and see different parts of the game. Then we speak about it on the Monday. We get our views out. The players get their views out. You know, what was good, what was bad. What could we do better? You know, what can we work on? Um, why did things happen? Um, and then, you know, and then that's put to bed. And then normally there's, there's a about a recovery day for the ones that played in the session. Obviously, that's harder for the, the ones that never played. It's Tuesday's probably the, the... As much as we
4: can on a Monday. But there will be a break-off yep. group that will do a wee bit extra mm-hmm. the boys that didn't play. Um, yeah. on the Saturday.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays normally uh, are hard this working day, you know, so it'll be a, it'll be a tough session um, in the morning, and, and normally there would be either another session in the afternoon, or a gym session, but, <coughs> you know, with everything that's going on, it's been hard just now because we've not been allowed to have the players in for you know in the gym for certain periods of time, or it has got to be one at a time and, and things like that, so Hendo, for instance, having to construct Different setups to make sure that all the protocols are, uh, you know, what we're, we're running. by that so you know that that is tough on its own because we can't get into the changing boys can't get showered after the first session. So if we're out in the first session and it's absolutely teaming our in, they're soaked to the bone, cold. You know, we can't ask them to sit in the stand, have a bite to eat, and then come back, touch again. That's just no, you know, conducive to what we're trying to do. So you know, sometimes you end up having to cut a session then.
4: Pre COVID, we've done a bit of yoga on a Monday as well. Yeah. Right
0: I, yeah. So I've not
4: been able to do that, obviously, because it's indoor activity. You can't have players in that confined mm. space for that amount of time. So, no, mm. it's just been difficult. But that's the kind of Monday's your kind of recovery. Tuesday's your hardest working day. And we might throw in a wee bit about how we're going to play on the Saturday into that yeah. kind of yeah. hard working day. Then, mm-hmm. Wednesday off, Thursday Friday are based towards that Saturday game. Um, strengths and weaknesses. We'll speak to Liam Cawd who deals with our kind of analysis side of things. He'll uh, create a, a report on the team we're going to play. Um, we'll touch on their strengths and weaknesses and try and figure out a way to obviously exploit those weaknesses. Um, our tailored session on Thursday, will be a lot of patterns play and um, how we're going to set up against them if our um, Anything to look out for from that point of view. And then that's a kind of longer session than Thursday. Friday won't be too long a session. Short, sharp, sprints, a bit of fun. Go through the kind of team, name the team in the morning, normally. um, And then go through a wee bit of shape on that. Set plays and we're, we're good to go on the Saturday, really.
3: It's quite interesting. There's just a little bit, again, of insight that people are looking to understand from you guys is does data play a big part in the way you recruit or adapt to opposition during games? So what sort of data analysis, if any, are you, are you guys using?
0: Yeah, so that's obviously, Lee, uh, Lee mentioned Liam called there. So, you know, from an opposition point of view, you know, we get, Liam will go and watch games, watch teams, you know, just in one occasion, but maybe two or three to find out what sort of shape they're playing, you know, what sort of personnel they've got, who's playing well, you know, who's maybe coming in and out the team, you know, just so we can kind of know roughly what it might be um, when the players, then it, it kind of breaks it down, you know, into specifics, into specific players, whether it be quick players, strong players, you know, or it might be the other side, the defensive weaknesses, or their, their weaknesses in their shape. So then that becomes something that we can take into the Thursday and Friday sessions to then show the players this might be an option to try and exploit it. You know, this might be an area where space might, you know, they might give up space, Um, which is really important. You know, you need that side of it because if you get into the game blind, um, then you never know what's gonna come up. you never know what player might come in, you never know what shape they're gonna play. Um so that that's been that's been important for us and you know, even with getting back to Gary Hope coming in and and alongside Liam as well, he's gonna watch Liam but at the same time help Liam progress that even further, you know, so doing more um analysis stuff on our games as well so that we can then you know, look at that stuff and possibly offer that to the players to say, right, you know, you played well Saturday, but if we actually break it down, what was your pass percentage rate? What was, you know, different parts of the game? How well did you actually do in certain areas? And then we can then take that further and put it into training, you know, specific training for them to say, right, you know, let's work a bit more on your passing or your heading or your positional play or whatever it might be. Um, For this, the fitness side, Hendo does a lot of that. Lee mentioned it, with the, the GPS, you know, and, and we need that data as well. You know, they get the boys get a report after training every day um, of how far, you know, they've run or they've worked and what specific work they've done as well, whether it's twisting and turning or longer runs or sprints. Um, and we need that data as well because there has been weeks where we've maybe, you know, put on a session on the Tuesday, trying to make, you know, specifically trying to make it a tough session but then came away from it and thought, actually, you know, there's been a bit more than we thought in that. So then it means that on the Thursday and Friday, we can say to ourselves, right, we need to tailor it a wee bit. We need to bring it back a wee bit, just so we don't get to the Saturday and, you know, the boys have in the legs um, because of what we've done um every part of the week.
3: That makes that makes perfect sense. I, I think just to, to lighten it up just a little bit, there's a question here that says, who has the better clubber, David or Lee, from Ewan? <laughs>
0: Me. <laughs> I'm going no I'm going to say leave. Aye. Yeah. 100% aye. Uh, so don't get me wrong. Sometimes there's sometimes there's absolute rascal gear that comes out, right? Because he's trying to <laughs> R- he's trying to beat the other wee bit. You know what I mean? But just it just doesn't happen. But I'm very much safe, as you can see, like in a black t-shirt. I don't know what you know what I mean? But. At least, at least, happy to take yourself out comfort zone a wee bit. You know what I mean. Whereas I'll stay pretty safe for yeah. the gear. <laughs> I, <laughs> love I love uh, it.
3: Uh, that was you and Robertson. Um, yeah. So I've so, never uh, heard the
2: expression "rascal gear" before. I need to save that <laughs> 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 I
4: love it. Just uh, to, um, a, oh, if, if I could
2: go back, just to the. Go ahead. please <laughs> yeah. so. us
4: does get their
0: ass through here? <laughs> oh, right. that's that's all oh. it takes to heat off of Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: oh. No, us, no, that's, that's, uh, that's brilliant. Just to go back to the the kind of recruitment side of things for a wee minute, uh, you spoke earlier on about how um you know you you, you kind of had that discussion with Gary Hall, and um, you you guys kind of very much have the kind of. Open style of working and kind of all sharing opinions and stuff. I, I was just wondering when it does come to recruitment, do either of you have kind of a, a specific lead on that? Or I guess the other thing I was wondering is, do either of you have any biases? Like if Gavin and I were going to be recruiting, Gavin would be trying to bring in all the wingers with fancy long hair. I'd be trying to bring in <laughs> the kind of athletic backs that can pass and run. So just wondering, is a like a player type that one of you would say? The other one is a a kind of real sucker for or you know anything on those lines
4: um well over last summer um we spoke to a lot of players um it was difficult because it was wide scout we dealing with and then we we're meeting them at the stadium or speak to them and it, i think it just depends who can i uh, either knows them or knows somebody that knows the player who speaks to them because um We'll not always have the bothies speaking to the player. Um, it'll just be one or other. Um, but no, I don't think there's a. We have the disagreements, but it always ends up. We see the kind of, the benefit for the team, and we meet the player, and, and then we have the kind of, we have similar values. Um, oh. like tracks touched on earlier in terms of the person themselves. They don't just sign somebody without meeting them or having a kind of bit of conversation and just to to see what kind of character they are. We want to pick characters for the dressing room that's, that are going to benefit the dressing. room, Not going to be bad eggs as such. And um, I know you mm-hmm. can't tell that by chanting somebody that obviously is trying to come to your club or is, is putting himself in the short window. But um, it's important we meet, we meet them, meet and greet, show them the facilities and stuff, and get a feel for that player as well as. Them getting
3: a feel for us, you know. Um, yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. One of the the thing you sort of touched on there is there any sort of overarching principles that you both work towards? So, for example, do you say all the players must have mobility, or they all must have you know any sort of five or three or four principles that you work towards, or is it just very much based on individual need of the position? I,
0: right, think, so I think that's. It, that's uh, I think Aye, I Lee's right, I every player is different, you know, every position's different. Um, you know, what we're actually, you know, we walk work through something like, and, and Gary's bringing more of that as well, you know, to to the table in terms of specific player profiles, you know, what what then, you know, we can identify right what have we got in the team, what have we got in the squad, what are we really good at, what are we not so good at, how can we how can we help that? You know, how can we help the players we've already got? Um, and then taking that player and saying, right, breaking it down, as you say, it might be any, you know, it might be any position you could pick. Um, and then you say to yourself, right, what attributes do you want in that player? Is it, you know, for a centre-half, for a defender, you know, is it that their, their aerial ability is good? Is it that they're strong in a tackle? Is it that they've got good mobility? Is it that they're a talker? You know, they're good at communicating. And you might say, right, there's five or six. You know, if that player's got two or three, you might be saying, right, it's not it's not great. So or you might find somebody that's five or six, you know, and they say, right, okay, really good quality, ticks most of the boxes. The one that he doesn't tick, we can possibly work on when we bring him <coughs> in. Um, you know, so, so stuff like that focusing on, you know, that specific player and as I said, Gary's helped with that coming in and and Liam has done loads of research as well, you know, over the past year or so, constantly we, games, he's maybe picking up two or three different players, thinking, right, they've put in a good performance, um you know, what could they bring to our team? um And then, you know, relaying that back to us. So, you know, as we said earlier, we've been looking at loads of players, um but at the same time, you know, it's not just about because somebody becomes available, right, let's get them. You know, what, what does it yeah. bring to the team, first and foremost? But then, Lee said, you know, we do that research, we speak to other coaches, other managers, other players that have been running about that player. So we understand the type of person we're coming in as well. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they are the
0: best player ever. They might be able to run, you know, 100 metres in a certain time, but, you know, get them in a change room. You know, if they're not in the team, they're going to be massively disruptive. You know, they're going to be that bad egg, as Lee says. You know, and that's... How does that affect the rest of the team? We can't it's have that, you know, we need boys.
4: It's amazing <laughs> that... The contacts you you find yourself tapping into over the years, David and I, have obviously, been north and south of the border. And um, so, over the summer there, and recently, obviously as well, we've spoken to boys that we haven't spoken to for years, played mm-hmm. with, played against. Just it, it's mad who you come across in um, football trying to get an opinion of a certain individual, and if they don't know it, they'll find it out. Like, listen, I'll get back to you and then they get back, right, this one's a really good character, he's this, he's that. There's probably, the signings that we've made, we've probably spoke to 15 to 20 people between us, and getting, Gavin all that information about this certain player, is he going to be a good fit? Yeah. Is he going to be a good fit? No. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been good from that point of view, but it's good to have Gary on board with that, to actually tap into the, even more so, the more depth.
3: Yeah, and I, I can see this is one that obviously, it's a million dollar question for fans. But uh, are you likely to freshen the squad up if there is any resumption in the near future?
4: Yeah, we're, we're always <laughs> trying to freshen things yeah. up. But yeah. who knows what's going to happen in terms of the, uh, the transfer window as well and everything going on with that. And it's difficult. We're always we're always looking. We have we're, we're lucky enough to have a really good squad. We're really happy mm-hmm. with what we've got in the squad. But you can always
3: tweak things here and there and add quality as well, even more quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we spent a, a little bit of time there in terms of the, the sort of recruitment questions. A, a couple of things that have came in as well. So uh, a question here from Nuno Felipe, and I think what he's trying to say here is, do you guys adjust to your opponent based on the, the league that you're playing in, or do you still go with your own game plan and what you're going to do for each game?
0: <clears throat> Probably... <laughs> It's probably about of both in there, I think.
4: I think. You need to be able to adapt. I think you need to be.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't just have one way of playing. Like, for instance,
4: we played uh, Rangers in the cup at Falkirk Stadium, and we we couldn't go out and play the way we play in League One, to up front and go attack wide areas and uh, get over. They obviously play a certain way, and it was it was fascinating for us to play against Rangers to see all the different movements or our combinations or triggers for different things and we actually I thought personally I thought we played really well in that game we got the ball <clears> down, we <throat> had really good composure on the ball and our shape worked albeit we get beat 4-0 but take that away from it an actual performance and bravery on the ball getting into good areas with that slightly tweaked shape worked for us mm-hmm. um, but obviously they're judged on uh, results but we felt as if we gave them a good game in terms of the way they played, that high in confidence, um, and we our shape, worked on it through and worked it to a key. Individual mistakes, crosses, but that's football at end of the
3: day. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty fair, especially, you know, in that specific example of playing Rangers, you know, it's a top-quality team full of, you know, international players, so it's going to be challenging, and as you said, you're, you're judged on the result, but that doesn't mean that you played poorly. Yeah, um, yeah, so, right. don't... That's that's fair. Uh, and there's another one here uh, to keep things rolling. Uh, I think Owen's having Wi-Fi from the Stone Age. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's literally a mobile fan here, yeah. Um, I guess just before we move on to another kind of uh, audience question, with what you were saying about the Rangers game there, that kind of made me think of... Uh, Gavin and I watched your game against uh, Airdrie, I think, in December, um, and we felt that, you know, you had... Um, the better chances, played the better football in that match and were unlucky to lose. I was just wondering, you know, what, what you kind of do in response to that with the players or any kind of little nuggets of, um, you know, information you would give us about how you'd approach that kind of setback, for how you communicate to the players when maybe you were a bit unlucky. You know, you, you were talking earlier about belief and stuff. How do you keep that kind of going in those kind of circumstances, guys?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. Um, we we had some really good discussions after that game, um, you know, exactly what you talking about, you know, how do you bounce back? Because previously to that, we were, we were unbeaten, you know, and yeah. apart from, obviously, the, the Rangers game and that, but, you know, we'd, we'd been playing a certain way, um, you know, and things were happening, we were creating chances, we were scoring goals, we were getting results. Um, but then, you know, at the Erdő game, we just kind of became a bit unstuck. You know, and it was an opportunity for, for myself and Lee to get a step back and say, right, you know, where are we at? You know, what have we been doing? Has it been working? Do we need to, you know, screw down on a few things? Do we need to go back to, you know, a couple of basics that we maybe set when we first came in? Um, and then we, we obviously spoke to the players as well. You know, we had that Monday morning open meeting and, and there was some good views that came out of it. Um, some good opinions, some good aspects that we possibly yeah. seen bits of, but never, you know, not to to as much detail as some players were saying. So that's really good. It's healthy for us for that to come back, you know, um, that sort of information. And, you know, we've learned that, you know, over the course of the, the season, you know, teams, teams will progress as well. Teams will learn, you know, teams are learning off each other when they're playing against us. And, you know, that's not sounding arrogant or anything, but... You know, it's basically, you know, what worked for so-and-so when they made it, you know, when folk only won 1-0 or they drew yep. against them. What worked for that team that they were playing against? Did they have a tighter shape? Did they play five in midfield? Mm. You know, did they only play one up front? What, what was it they done? So, you know, they look at that and then they say, right, we'll try that. And sometimes it comes mm. off, sometimes it doesn't. But that's then a, a step up, you know, a different process for us then they say, right, OK, what else can we do? What other yeah, tools have yeah. we got in the bag that actually seem to come up against that? If that's not working, we recognise it early doors, and then we change something, whether it's we change the shape, we change the personnel, and then we run that, and we try and get something out like of that as well. Um, and ultimately, you know, we say to the players, there's no one style winning a game. You know, we need to find the way to win the game. Um, and whether that's the ugly side or, you know, we, we like to try and play football. We like to try and get the ball down and play through the midfield. But some games just aren't conducive to that. Um, yeah. So you need to find other ways of, of winning the game.
3: Yeah, I think that's some really good insight again. And one of the questions yeah, you, the... You, sort, you, you, you sort of uh, alluded to there as well is about the adaptability. But I wondered if you had any general principles or the general thoughts around about how Falkirk, how you are going to set up to play a game, obviously taking into consideration your opposition, what they're good at, what you need to do to Counteract their threat, but what's the, the sort of the baseline for how you're going to approach a game?
4: Yeah, we we ultimately we want to get the ball down and play, uh, attack wider areas, create chances, be that attacking threat. We've got really good forward-thinking players, and uh, the ball as much as we can on the half turn. Um, we've also got good strikers as well, so it's it's about creating as many chances as possible and and trying to have a control of a game, keep control of a game by passing. But like Crack says, it's, it's not as easy to do that. It's not always mm. as easy to do that. Yeah, you can set out how you want to play, but things can change within a game. And I think Crack and I are, aren't ashamed to admit it. We are, we are still learning and adapting and figuring out. Sometimes we need to change things a bit earlier than we do. Um, and mm-hmm. that just comes with experience. And um, I think we've realised that over the, the, past, the past season. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I think that's it's, it's really interesting. One of the things when so Owen mentioned that we watched the injury the game back in December, but from looking at, you know, multiple games, one of the things that I was curious about, and I don't want you to give away any secrets here in, but I noticed that you seem to change the, the wide players quite a lot. So it seems to be quite a lot of rotation on the wingers. Is that just based on personnel or is it based on the opposition or is it just do you judge that on how players have trained in the week?
4: Um, there's a lot There's a lot of things comes into play with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we base a lot of what we do, get into the game on a Saturday, on how players train. We want the players to train the way they play. So they're hard to um, Anybody tails off in training, we'll, we'll speak to them. But we because it's, it's, it's so much easier if you train the way you play. It just comes naturally. Um, but in terms of bringing the wide players off, I don't think that's... It's not something I've really overly thought. To be honest, but mm-hmm. we... We attack quite a lot downsides. Um, <coughs> the way that we played the three they kind of interchange we've got a lot of those kind of players in there and um, so sometimes it just it's
0: just a of freshening things up and hopefully get a spark right so it's, it's a fair point you know that, that you make them I mean, in terms of that but you know ultimately through the game for me being a, a defensive you know player. I wouldn't want to be chopping and changing too much on my back four or my back three during my game. Um, unless you're chasing a game, you want to take a defender off to put a, a more attacking player on. But I would try and keep that, you know, very much in place. And some, Unless somebody's obviously had an injury or they're, they're really not having a good game. But then get into my team, again, that kind of central area, you know, you don't want to be playing about with it too much. But at the same time, the wider ones and, and the strikers as well, sometimes, you know, it's just not happening you know sometimes we're expecting you know of a player of what he's going to produce in a certain game because we've looked at the opposition and we, we think that the left back's a weaker opponent so you know we've got somebody playing against them. we think actually you know we can get right in behind him or we can expose him in certain areas and then it ends up you know we're playing at a Falkirk stadium and that left back's having a his life you know you're thinking right what do we do so you maybe change the wingers to opposite sides and then as the game goes, you think to yourself, right, okay, we've got somebody else on the bench there. <coughs> Maybe it's time fishing it up. Maybe they'll bring something. Up. Maybe we need to start taking them inside or try to take them into other areas. So um, you know, I think generally, I think when you look at any subs that are made, a lot of the time, it's to try and affect the game positive, you know, in a positive manner. So that's that's probably why it does look as though it's more wingers or attackers because that's what I ultimately try to do. whenever drawn one and one nil no, or in front be a goal or two goals whatever we're always trying to push um, to get that next goal to, to create that further gap so I think that's probably why it looks as though it's more attacking rather than offensive to be honest so just, just, just to you, go back uh,
2: sorry Gavin go ahead
3: I was just going to say is it, is it just you Lee desperate to get on is that the real reason?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Could be. laughs> so I can't kind of go on
4: the wing position so <laughs>
1: I'm done <laughs> oh, okay. just no, sorry, just go? to go to go back to
2: what he was saying about um kind of how you're always to learning both of you you know it's kind of obviously very early in your uh, career as managers i was just wondering with this kind of period of lockdowns how that's been for you both um i mean I guess she could maybe say the benefit maybe there's more time to reflect and analyse, but does that get difficult for you? Are you kind of wanting just to be able to take some action? Does one of you prefer this kind of time and there's more thinking? Does one of you hate the fact you overthink? What, what's the kind of differences for you and how have you found that this kind of time to think about how you're yeah. learning? Yeah, fair comment. It's I'll be honest, it's,
4: it's hard. It's very difficult. We are, A bit. I think it'll be the same. We are very much hands-on. Want to be in training, yeah. buzz about the place, have that Banter about the place, and we had that the other night actually on the, the, pot, uh, the Zoom call we had the other night. It was yep. we did everybody on it, It was a good bit of crack, people slagging each other, having a laugh. And it's the first time we've kind of had that since we broke up. Yeah, we've had sure. other Zooms, but it's not been everybody together, which was great. But in terms of reflecting, yeah, I listen to quite a lot of podcasts and different ways to mm. manage and different managers and how. They go about things and try and tap into different things like that. And Dave and I have yep. doing a um, a uni course just now, um applied management, which is great. do that. So I'm um, that kind of not takes our mind away from it, but we're constantly learning and constantly trying to get as much information to be the best managers we, we can possibly
2: be. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's really and interesting. David, were you going to add on to something?
0: There? No, I mean, no, I'm just that's saying like, that's, aye, that's perfect. i exactly right. right. That's really uh,
2: interesting. So, well done, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way the co-managers function, right? One of them says something, the other one gives them a big thumbs up. Great. <laughs> and just to go back um, for a week and a fun question to put you on the spot somewhat, um, with what you were talking about with uh, the recruitment, and, and David, you said that, you know, kind of assessing the... On the pitch, attributes is important, but you need somebody that can kind of fit into the dressing room as well, and someone's going to be the type of character you want around the place. I was wondering for either of you if there was a player that either of you had played with in your career, if you could have a regenerated version of them at their peak right now, is there somebody you'd want in your your squad just now that you played with? Wow, a
0: question. It's funny. Like we were, we were talking about this today, actually, Somebody... Who was it? That was one the that was Adam Munnett, one of the social media, stuff, just talking about that. You know, talking about players and stuff. And at my first thought was Charlie Muller. I played with Charlie in yeah. the United, and I might think Charlie Muller, I ah, you know made it at Rangers or whatever, blah blah, blah blah. But the, the technical ability of the guy was unbelievable. Yeah, honestly, like he could turn the game. Just you know, we we one pass. Um, and it, again, it wasn't just about and. This is, Looking back now, because I understand it now, you know, at the time I was still a younger player and, you know, I kind of looked up to him and I, he was, he was old school, you know, same as the rest of the world where, you know, if you set a line, they would, they would batter you, you know what I mean? They'd pull you in the, the boot room and smash you about, you know, and teach you a lesson or, you know, they would teach you a lesson by bringing you in and, you know, embarrassing you in front of the squad or make you sing a song or do something. But at the same time, he was, he was a character, you know, he was, we we'll both mentioned tonight, it's about having the characters in the them because you grow with it You know, as a young boy, you you learn some stuff, you, you know, you get put into difficult situations, but that's where you learn, you know, that's where you look back and you go, actually, that was really good for me because it gave me a bit of confidence or whatever it might have been, but at the same time, Charlie through games was, was was great for me as well, you know, constantly talking in the middle of the park, but at the same time, I'm watching him and washing naked, Play a pass like him, you know. <laughs> <like that>. but, <laughs> um, but I—he's—he's gonna he's kind of one that pops into my mind. But yeah,
2: he'd be—he'd be phenomenal to have in the, yeah Falkirk team in League One at the the moment. You would uh, yeah, yeah be levels yeah. well. above. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Anyone yeah. from you, Lee, that you would?
4: Uh, we'll try to think. I think going back to my first spell at Falkirk when I first started out, like. Colin Samuel, obviously played up front with him and Owen Coyle. Colin Samuel had maybe, I don't know, a handful of really, really good games. See if he was consistent enough, see if he was more consistent, he would have went there. He Mm would have went to the very top, he'd everything. He'd friend, he'd balance, he was super lightning quick. He could finish Mm -hmm. both feet, but he was just kind of and the to be chilled out you
0: played him as well didn't you I'm United he was the exact so same up, I, so laid back so
4: and, um, he was so and it wasn't really he didn't really push himself mm. um, the levels that he could have done um, right. I suppose you could say that about anybody um, back then did you really get pushed did you push yourself I never pushed myself as much as I could have um, I know that for a fact um, but it's it's one of those things it's um, each to their own. I think things have changed now. You see, we are social media and tapping into different things and um, fitness regimes and things like that. I think there's a lot more exposure to that now.
3: Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's really fair. And I quickly googled there. Colin Samuel, would you believe it? He's currently a player coach in Scotland for Mill AFC. I don't even know who they are. Um, but
4: yeah, Colin Samuel for the past. <laughs>
2: oh, for yeah maybe last, you can uh, coach those defenders while you guys are off with the <laughs> defenders <laughs>
3: uh, for the last 5-10 minutes we said we'd just do some some really light questions for, for fun really and I guess this was kind of one of them uh, and it came in from, from Tyler it's saying being partners in crime who's the good cop and who's the bad cop
4: <laughs> but, but I uh-huh. a bit of All there's, the time, things, eh? I, there's things that I've done it Cracks has done it we don't say, right, you go off in one and I'll be looking at of-. it. Just happens. Right. does. just happens. And there's times in the same game, Cracks still went in half time and went mental fucking smashing up all sorts of things. And then <laughs> I'd be a wee bit more calmer. And then at the end of that game, I'll get in smash it. <laughs> we don't rehearse. It doesn't happen. It's just emotions. At times, some you're silent, you think.
2: I keep on really the toes
0: that way, they don't know which one he is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah uh, that's, that's, It's like. I think like that's a technical day. Uh, it's not something I don't think you could construct either. You know, yep. if we were to say, you know, it's before the be game, right, you know, if it if it happens, uh, you're the one that's going to go off your heat. Uh, you know that, that this doesn't work because again, going back to thing everybody sees a different picture. You yeah. know, something I might see something and it might be really passing off, whereas Lee will be going, "Fucking hell, didn't I?" You know what I mean? It's because <laughs> he sees something slightly different. You know, and, and, uh, as he said, you know, it's happened numerous times where you know one will just fucking lose lose a plot. It happened in training. I remember it happened in training one day. Um, <laughs> Lee, I, Lee, you might have been training, so you were doing a bit of training, Aye. and I was taking it, and and obviously I'm trying to kind of keep an eye on things and like brilliant, so we'd stop for a rest, and uh. And then all of a sudden, sudden,ly just fucking lost the butt. <laughs> you know, just about the intensity of the training, the passing, you know, the quality, of, you know, keeping the ball and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, ah, fuck, when you, going? oh son, go on. You know what I mean? But then you see the players going like that. fuck, oh, it's no good. It's no good enough. You know what I mean? And then straight away, the the standard just c- came back up again. So, you know, it's it's probably beneficial in that sense. Well. You know, we do see different things, you know, and, Aye, and when, it's it's, needed, I, when it's needed,
4: when it's needed. When we're saying about everybody sees a different picture, the goalkeeper sees Aye. a totally different picture from the coach to the right back to the, and the fact that Jax yeah. was so involved in the session, like organising different things. I was in the session and thought, this is shit, fucking, minute it here, things have to be yeah. better, because we're better yeah. than that, and the boys reacted to it well, so well, it was, was alright for that point, dude.
3: I just thought I'd quickly bring up this comment here. Uh, so, Greg the Welsh fan has said, "I met Colin Samuel in training for soccer when I was about 15, and he put me on my arse a good few times." So I just <laughs>
2: thought I'd bring it
0: up. Right. Uh, not alone, right, I'm sure, Greg. Was, not alone. It was probably his <laughs> arse as well. Samuel's arse, <laughs> arse. Last shelf, man. So it's just been massive. <laughs> and he would tell you about it every day in training. <laughs> All of it. Oh. <laughs>
3: Tammy likes his grubble, here, oh, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, so keeping with just some of the, the light like, hearted stuff. So, one of the questions was who's mo- out of the playing squad, uh, doesn't necessarily have to be yourselves, but who's most likely to celebrate a goal in training?
4: Me,
0: days, in, aye, you know, aye, aye, he
4: just, aye. just loves scoring goals and that's, that's not just in the games that's shooting drills in fact that's in possession drills <laughs> he just, just wants to score goals he wants to hit the back of the net every time he's got a pair of football boots on it's <laughs> it's refreshing for me as a striker because he's got hunger to score a goal <laughs> whether it's in a possession thing that the, the goals aren't
0: involved. Time and oh, a place. Just, uh, just wants to score goals, which is there. Aye. I think there's an I, element I, of that in this one. Like, you yeah. know, we're trying, we're trying to try and make things competitive as much as possible. You know, and even mm-hmm. into a passenger, you know, where you might say, well, How can you make a passenger competitive? But you know, it might be that we we, we construct a couple of tight passing drills and it might be right, you're playing the same. You know, how long can you just keep it flowing? You know, one touch mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. You know, and other team's fucking giving them dogs abuse and shouting them and trying to get them to you know, mess it up. But even to that point, you know, and and that goes into yeah. possession drills and into games where boys want to boys want to win. You know, that's a, it's a natural habit of our football. You know, or it should be. You know, where you want to win, whatever it is you're doing, whether it's a passing drill, a shooting drill, a possession drill, or a small-sided game. You know, you know there should be that and you. And it's good because it, it creates creates banter. You know, and you see. You see players fucking lose the plot when they know they're two games in and their team's horrendous. You know it's just not <laughs> happening that day. And maybe get a mix up with a team that just isn't working properly. You know what I mean? Um, it's good. It's good that, but that's good. It's good element. That
4: was, that was one of the first things we addressed when we get in. Oh, you okay. want training to be competitive, because if you're not competitive in training. You're not competitive in a game on a Saturday. All right, it won't mean nothing. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's, there's been times I've had to tail off, we have had to calm it down. So there's flying, <laughs> in,
3: which, yeah, you <laughs> to a certain degree, but it's it's a fine line. It's that fine line. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. We've only got about a minute or so left. So, one of the other quick questions I wanted to get uh, from you, and this is between both of you to choose. So, who thinks they're most like Pep Guardiola? <laughs>
0: No, well, <laughs> the back to the question about the gear. The gear probably leave. he'd probably just he'd probably scrape it.
3: I love it. I love it. Uh, I watched him.
0: Uh, I saw a um,
2: TV thing where you were answering questions from the the Burns, the Falkirk kids, and you get asked uh, Messi, or Ronaldo. One of you was very wrong with your answer, but we'll we'll skip over that. What I wanted to do was <laughs> bring it forward a wee bit. So, so this week, um, Mbappe or Haaland, Who who who's your pick for out of
0: those two? Uh, just, would, just, just purely on Mbappe's performance other night, that was just ridiculous, sensational. Eh? Know, the, yeah, uh, uh, His goals and that kind of stuff, and it, it was it was almost untouchable. You know, he couldn't get near him. Yep. Um, anything he was involved with was, was right. in school, but but you know look, he's been flying as well hasn't he nah, yeah You are you going, you going with Haaland then Lee or are you Bappy as on. well
2: <laughs>
4: okay
2: okay
3: <laughs> cool it's, I think it's impossible to separate them they're, they're, yeah, whole, nah, they're class. Acts. really class acts mm-hmm. incredible mm-hmm. guys yeah. guys thank you so much for tonight it's been it's been brilliant fun uh lots of great insight um And for anyone that's, you know, uh, not followed our stuff before, then please do. Uh, So you can get us on twitch.com forward slash purefootball or the podcast itself, um, which you'll find on Apple and all that good stuff. Um, But again, David and Lee, thank you so much for for your time tonight. It's been really insightful. And, uh, you know, when the season hopefully comes back up, best of luck for the rest of the year and to everyone in the chat and that's watched long take care and we'll be back soon Junior.
1: thank you thanks very much good guys, guys. Yeah. bye bye the wisdom of old combine, combine all three and that's a recipe for winning me. no point looking back seeing I could have done this should have done that that's valuable time being wasted in the present and it's only in the present where the future can be moulded the recurring question is what would I have told myself ten years ago Focus. Although the O was replaced by an S, there ain't a broken home I don't represent. Still misunderstood, still conflicting. How many times have I looked at the man in the mirror and had to convince him? Be brave, be different, just be you and be consistent. What's wrong with these nicks? Man can't tell me about these streets Man never grew up near no damn beats Man's got shooters from Mozambique Shoot off nose and beak. So you lot roll in peace But if you got something to say Do not hold in please. They say death comes in twat So I do not roll in freeze Are you lot dying to piss? Cause you look like you're holding peace Pull up, pull up, stolen jeep Pull up, pull up, phone the police Push up your boat and bleed I heard they cook up the coke and leave Man's going in there now I'm just up the road indeed I, I swear I search everywhere like I'm looking for phone and keys Knife in the wind Poke and breeze Wish your girl never saw that <laughs> Poor and this Four man deep One felt froggy, they saw man leap Run out on the young crow back week. Ooh, that week Oh that week, all that's weak Hole in your brain You ain't got a fought that deep Man man think I'm missing a job What? I caught that claim I don't know bro, I don't know Speak the streets bro, only Dog cops don't know. pay the streets dope. Sell some real cream dope. Sell some real cream.